Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is yes. Okay, so you probably are saying it along with me because <laughs> it, you know, I say it every every week, uh, and I probably won't stop saying it because it's real. And you know, I'm all about being authentic. Uh, favorite time of the week. It's your girl Linda Talaferro from the Tea the Extra Effort, and this is Being Brown at Work Live. Yes, my favorite time of the week where I get to share my heart, uh, share tools and methodologies, things that I know that I know work uh, to help brown and black women continue to shift the landscape, crash those glass ceilings and change the trajectories of their careers. I will tell you that I'm so excited about guests that I have coming up. I really open up these sessions with that, but because I'm so excited about several guests who have um, accepted uh, my invitation and a few that have reached out. So in September, uh, we're going to kick off again with some fabulous guests. Hopefully you have enjoyed me just hearing directly from me, but you know how I love highlighting uh, these fabulous women that are out here in the industry out here doing exactly what I just said. They're making a difference, uh, helping women, specifically women of color, brown and black women, change their lives, their careers, um, make impact, which has a legacy impact. So that is coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, What I want to talk about in this session, uh, and for those of you who are catching this live, you're going to get to see this graphic. If you're catching this on the replay, I'll describe it so you can go out and Google search it and see it for yourself. But I really want to talk about what we constantly are faced with, which I, you know, I'm a glass half full person. You guys know that about me. So I remain hopeful that this does not always have to be the case. Uh, It has unfortunately been ever present in my career. And the person I'm going to highlight as I'm sharing my thoughts on this topic has been used in almost tons of articles that are written about this subject of having to constantly prove yourself. Uh, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson no matter what you read, whether it's Forbes, whether it's Huffington, whether it's Medium, whether it's uh, HBR, you know, Harvard Business, it doesn't matter what you read out there. Uh, She is the focal point because she had to do exactly that in one of the most hostile environments, extremely stressful and challenging. When I show you this graphic, Some of us who've been through it won't be surprised. 
but then others will wonder what the heck, you know, um, but, you know, it's real. And, and I want to talk about it. And that is to this is hamster wheel. I use the hamster wheel in the title because that's exactly it. The hamster wheel just keeps rolling, growing, rolling, rolling, rolling. That hamster just keeps going. And the fact that we have to continue to prove ourselves as brown and black women in environments that, you know, just dare us, they really, you know, that constant requirement to prove comes from a system, a mindset that says, how dare you? I mean, that, that's really what it comes from, right? It comes from a system and a mindset that unfortunately says, how dare you? How dare you, uh, Linda, you know, a dark-skinned brown girl from a small town in Pennsylvania believed that you could go to one of the best engineering schools in the country, Carnegie Mellon, get an engineering degree, and then how dare you, Linda, think you, you know, you always have this vision of having a seat at the table that you could aspire and actually achieve a position of vice president in, in major corporations. How dare you, you know, in that process of your career journey, think you can get an MBA, from one of the top schools in the country, Ross, uh, University of Michigan, Ross School of Business. It, it's that that constant prove yourself. And, and, and Linda, oh, by the way, as you're going through your career, yeah, people are going to say, what, you really went to Carnegie Mellon? When they do the background search and they see the transcripts, oh, you really went there? Uh, you really got an MBA? You actually got some excellence? Even in the capstone project, you got those kind of grades in Michigan at Ross. It, you know, it comes unfortunately from the systemic challenges and those mindsets of individuals that sit in seats of power and make the decision who's going to join them at the table and who doesn't, right? So it's how dare us. And so, therefore, because of that mindset, we constantly have to prove ourselves. Like I had to bring in evidence of a Six Sigma project because me telling them about it wasn't enough. I had to bring the evidence in. You know, I had to go on eight interviews, uh, eight for a role. I mean, so, you know, when I watched what happened to Judge Jackson, you know, I I was like, you know, uh, here we go again. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I'm actually going to share this graphic because when I saw this, it absolutely blew my mind because I didn't know. And here, you know, me again, positive thinker, irrespective of what I've been through personally, I would have thought that Judge Thomas, Judge Barrett, Judge Kavanaugh, you know, some of the Judge Roberts, some of the other ones clearly would have had uh, equal the amount of experience and training that Judge Jackson has. But when I saw this graphic and I just saw this late last week, I thought, okay, this has to be part of my life. I mean, when you look at Judge Jackson from her education through her entire career, she's the only one. She's the only one that has a combination of everything, everything from Supreme Court clerking to public defender, uh, you know, district judge. She literally checked every single box. The only one. Yet, when it came down to those hearings, and we've read about it and heard about it, 
the questions, the second guessing, the, you know, does she really truly belong here? Is she good enough? She had to defend every single one of those boxes. She had to speak to every single one of those boxes. She had to provide evidence of proof and then had to even go beyond that, you know, and I don't want to rehash, you know, all of those questions in the trial, but, you know, really just being focused on the fact that she held that depth of experience in her career, yet how dare she, right? How dare she? And so what I really want to focus on is how do you beat that hamster? How do you beat that hamster wheel? And what I'm going to say is going to sound, you're going to be like, okay, Linda, right? I mean, is that all you have to say? Because frankly, if there was a a magic potion, it was there's some secret sauce to it, we wouldn't be on the hamster wheel anymore. Because we would know it, we'd spread it, and we'd go. It really it really takes it really takes exactly what i'm about to share and what she shared now she answered a question that she related to her youth when she was you know in law school and she was sending the message to younger generations but i will tell you that i believe exactly what she shared as how you can beat the hamster wheel of constantly proving yourself is one I'll get to what she shared in a minute, but one, you got to stay in the game. You got to stay in the game. We we can't, if we all just say, you know what, I'm out, then we won't have Judge Jacksons in the future. We won't have the Linda Talaferos of the future. We won't have, and the list goes on, of the women who have really just stayed in the game and shifted the landscape. So you got to stay in the game, number one. Number two, because it's a hamster wheel and because you are probably going to be asked some of the same questions I was asked and you're going to be challenged the same way I have been challenged, you got to have your go-to community of people that keep you sane, keep you rooted, help you to agree that what you see in the mirror is exactly what you see. Someone that's worthy, someone that belongs, right? So the mental health in this hamster wheel life and this career we have as brown and black women is so important, right? So you've got to have those people in your life, be them in your professional part of your life, in your personal part of your life, or the combination of both. And I will tell you from someone who has a combination of both, I would highly recommend it. Highly recommend you have a combination of both and leverage them. Don't be proud. No, I say this all the time. No man's an island. Don't be proud. You know, when, when you're about, when you've just about had enough, like I did on that almost sixth interview out of eight. And frankly, when they called me for the eighth time, I think that's when I did finally tell them, you know what, May, um, I'm probably not your person. I'm not your girl for the role. Now I ended up getting the role, but I mean, ridiculous. Eight, eight interviews. I, I guarantee you no one else went through that. No one else had to bring in the examples of a Six Sigma project. Nobody else. I, I just know that I know that that didn't take place, right? But I hung in the game and that I had people, I had people that I could talk to to bounce that frustration off such that I could still 
walk in my excellence and walk in my purpose, right? But I stayed in it, stayed in the fight because I wanted to create a pathway for other people to be able to be blessed and honored to do what I do right now and sharing those experiences of how you can get on the other side. And last but not least, and this is what I'm going to tie into Judge Jackson and what she said, perseverance. When that woman said to her, walking past her on that campus, that word, you see how it landed with her. You see how it stuck with her through all of what I just shared with you, through every single part of her career. Can you imagine when she was clerking for the Supreme Court? She probably dreamed and envisioned that she'd be on it one day, right? And she had to keep in the back of her mind to persevere. When she was on the sentencing commission, when she was a public defender, I'm sure I have never met her. I would love to meet her, but I would imagine what that woman said to her on campus through all of those parts of her career, persevere, persevere. When she was sitting through each one of those days of the hearing and her husband was behind her in tears, his family, her family, her daughter smiling, and then sometimes stressed, you know, worried about her mom, persevere. That's what I would say. So if you find yourself on the hamster wheel and you're like, oh my gosh, really they're asking me to do this again? I've already done an assignment at this level and was successful. I got to do it again? Wait a minute. Oh no, I just didn't didn't do it. I've done it twice now. I got to do it a third time before they'll even talk to me about a promotion? Yes. Yes. Or you're like me. I was a director for 12 years. If you look in my LinkedIn profile, you don't see the title director. And that's why I tell people, don't be so title struck. Don't be so title struck. Think about the depth and the and the breadth of the role. But it, but you can see for about 12 years, that title didn't change. What changed was of Americas, uh, North America, global, uh, different product lines. Right? But I hung in there. I stayed in the game. I persevered. I got that depth of experience. So yes, I had to continue to prove myself. Yes, I had to interview multiple times. Yes, all those things that I share with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. The reason why I did it and the reason why I know you will do it is because you know that you know that you belong. You know that you know that you're worth it. Just like she knew that she knew. That's what I would offer to you tonight, because I do believe, and I said at the beginning of the session, that the hamster wheel probably isn't going anywhere for a little while. Now, do as many of us need to be on, get on it? No, that's starting to lessen. Do we have to rotate as round as often or as long? That's lessening as well. But it hasn't gone away. And I will offer to you that in spite of the systemic challenges that keep that hamster wheel around, don't let it cause you to fall off and out and give up. Don't let it do it. And I will tell you, if you need any additional advice among the three critical areas I gave you in this live, send me a message. Send me a message so we can get on a quick Zoom call or even exchange emails, DM, tech, whatever works for you. Because what I don't want you to do is give up. I don't want you to give up. 
prove yourself until you don't have to prove yourself anymore. And that does happen. Believe me, because I had gotten there even before the role that I was so blessed to get in January of this year. I've gotten there before in my career where I did not have to excessively prove myself. Face value, everything I shared, my record spoke for itself. So I do know that it happens and it can happen for you. It can happen for you. So until next time, persevere. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.